The first Vancouver Folk Music Festival took place in 1978 in Stanley Park. In 79, it relocated to its present Jericho Beach location. And this year, it's year number 45. And here to talk more about it is the artistic and executive director of the Vancouver Folk Music Festival. A pleasure to say good morning and welcome to Debbie Sammonson. Hi, Debbie. Hi, good morning. Taj Mahal closed things out last night. That must have been a show and a half. It sure was. He was fabulous. And, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but so were the other six or seven performers that played last night. And we're looking forward to another great day of music today, starting in just a couple hours. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm looking at some of the headliners later in the day. Asleep at the Wheel is in Vancouver this weekend. And the new pornographers and Five Alarm Funk tomorrow. And the list goes on and on. Now, this is the first appearance of the festival in a couple of years. Talk to us about the down years over the last two. Well, over the last two years, I guess the best way to describe it was quieter. Mm-hmm. Using the music cliche, <laughs> we did some digital programming, and we're able to film at a lot of different local venues and put that up on site. But I, I also, and while digital has its purpose, I have to say it was so wonderful seeing everybody's smiling faces and seeing all of our volunteers back at the park and. You know, the music is great, and that's one thing, but also just the being able to gather together in a beautiful outdoor space and listen to music and go to food trucks and have a beer for those so inclined. And, you know, there's something that's not this, it's just wonderful to be able to do that again and have, the, and all the artists are saying how much they love being back and being with a live audience. So we're very happy to be back this year. We hope everybody will come down to the park and join us. And how have the crowds been? I mean, it's only been open for a few hours, but last night is always a good indicator. How did opening night go? Opening night went well. It went really well, and uh, ticket sales are good today, and we're expecting a, a good amount of people. But there's lots of spacing on on the in the park and several stages for people to wander to and from, so those who like to stay a little farther apart can still do that. And there's still tickets available. If people want to come down at the gate, you can still get tickets. We're not sold out yet. Might be later today, so don't hesitate. <laughs> lots of tickets for tomorrow, so... You know, and uh, while it rained a little bit last night, it's looking a little darker this morning. It's supposed to clear up and be beautiful this afternoon. Well, that's true. And, you know, I was looking at the forecast with great concern because I've been here for a long time. I've been here since before the Folk Festival, for crying out loud. And so I've I've been to a few. No. And and I must say, I must tell you, I've I've gotten a little damp more than once at the Vancouver Folk Music Festival. It seems to be kind of a, a weirdo relationship between the rain and the Folk Music Festival. So anytime you get a forecast like ours today, and I'm looking looking right at it, uh, a mix of sun and cloud, a high of 22 this afternoon, a few clouds overnight, uh, and pretty much the same deal for tomorrow. As far as Folk Fest is concerned, that's an outstanding forecast, isn't it? It is. It'll be just great. And, you know, if it does sprinkle a bit, we have some shelter tents and stuff that people can eat or stand under and so that everyone is comfortable. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be great. And also, it's great that it's 22 and not, like, 30 because right. it can also get too hot down by the beach sometimes so well there's a lovely breeze so that's great and people can go in and out of the festival and go to the beach if they want as well to have a little reprieve and look at the ocean so you can get in and out uh, privileges with your your yeah, pass and all of that sort you've of got thing. your wristband on you yeah can. debbie yeah. one of the other things that i've enjoyed in previous years attending the folk music festival is the workshop they, they take place typically during the daytime because the big shows are of course at night but throughout the day there are all sorts of opportunities to meet players and writers and performers and talk to them one 
one-on-one in many cases if you're really lucky about what they do and how you might be able to try it too. Yes, and and while the workshops aren't like, hey, learn how to rosin your bow and right, right. fiddle so much, but they are a much more up close and personal uh, experience with you know really famous artists sure. who join in and sort of take the place of song circles where people jam along on each other's songs and sing beautiful harmonies together and tell amusing stories. So yeah, they're really cool, and we have a bunch of really great ones lined up this year. Tomorrow morning's uh, Sunday Soul Shaker with Alison Russell and Frazee Ford and Clarelle, who's a great singer from Montreal, should be a really good one for people to catch at noon. We've got a couple other great song circles, like with Alejandro Escovedo and Richard Inman and Ford Pier. So I think it'll be, I think I think people will really enjoy those. So thanks for mentioning those, because people also, I'm like, are, what are those? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I've enjoyed them. I've, I've had great personal experiences over the years, just meeting, uh, just having a chance, you know, to get a little closer to some of the performers and actually and, and, and have a conversation with a couple of them. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about uh, was uh, just the, the, the crowd's sizes uh, in terms of parking and all of those sorts of realities. By coming in from Surrey and all of that kind of stuff, um, is, am I going to be able to park fairly close? Or am I, oh, just fill us in with some of the, the local technical details for folks who aren't terribly familiar with the Jericho Beach area. Yes, well, par- I, I can't lie, parking is hard in the area, but what people often do is park kind of a little ways away, so if you're driving in from Surrey, you don't drive all the way to the park where there's literally like one parking lot. Yeah, right. you know? <laughs> but, um, and we also, of course, encourage people to bike transit, etc., but obviously that isn't possible for everyone. Right. For uh, people with accessibility needs, the other thing we offer is an accessibility gate, where there is a drop-off. So the person who has the accessibility needs and is coming with someone else can be dropped off, go in through that gate, get all set up. The other person can go uh, park and come back, you know, a little further away. Mm -hmm. And we try to respect the neighbors, obviously. Some areas surrounding the park are blocked off for neighbor parking so that they can get to their homes and aren't inconvenienced by the festival. But um, it's always possible. And, and of course, we also recommend people come in and take a transit partway or take it either or whatever works for them mm-hmm. and we have a bike we have a both uh we have the capability of walking up uh, in a safe way with our great volunteers bikes and baby strollers or for people bringing young children with car seats you can lock your car seat up there too if you're taking an evo or something oh good good stuff uh, how long has it taken you to organize this especially given the fact that not everybody was sure about scheduling and all the rest of that because you brought international performers in how long have you been working on this lineup this year well, um, in less time, well, I've been dreaming about it for two years. So in that way, <laughs> sure. I've been working on the lineup for a long time and attending lots of virtual conferences and seeing artists and such. Um, we also tried, we'd hired artists in 2020 when we had to cancel the festival. So I also was lucky enough to bring back some of those uh, great artists like Shovels and Rope who are playing tomorrow night um, and Five Alarm Funk, who I had already booked in 2020. Uh-huh. And I wanted to honor and, you know, give them a chance to come back if they were able. But we really kind of decided to go forward with the festival in January. So it was a bit faster to set it up and figure it all out this year than in the past. We usually like to have 
you know, a good nine to ten months. <laughs> and here you are well, on only five or six, and uh, voila, it's underway, and like it or not, it is what it is, and by gosh, it sounded like a whole lot of fun again, Debbie, and for all of those performers, particularly, who have been, well, as locked up as the rest of us for the last couple of years, the energy coming off the stage of pretty much any performance these days is just overwhelming. They're just so keen to be back. It's just fun to be there to watch them as much as enjoying being back there yourself so uh, we wish you considerable success with the balance of the festival all day today and all day tomorrow at jericho beach thanks for doing this this morning debbie oh and thank you so much for having us and i'll hope to see you there hi it's shauna and i might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables hey it's ryan and i might be a bad parent because i went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth johnny here i might be a bad parent because in my house the tooth fairy gives pocket change but we're not alone len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital and andy left his two-year-old at the rink all right guys i'm sure we're not alone like andy's kid For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.